Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. King of sports books comes the king of sports podcast. Unleashed, presented by BetMGM. Here is your hosts, Giannis Papas and Olivia Harlan Decker. to Unleashed from BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So much to get to this week. The game of the season, or at least the storyline of the season, Sunday night in primetime. It's GOAT versus GOAT. We've been waiting two years to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick face each other in what is sure to be even more awkward than a Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan drive-by handshake. That was painful. <laughs> the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Tom Brady returned to New England to take on the Patriots. Giannis, do you think Tom Brady will get big boos or big applause? Huge applause. I mean, even the mass hmm. holes aren't going to deign to cheer there. And it, look, don't get me wrong. I'm no fan of New England fans. I think they're some of the most disrespectful. We have a big rivalry with them in baseball, but you're talking about a guy hmm. who was the king of New England returning home. It's like Jon Snow coming back from War at the Wall. This is going to be, he's, this will be one of the biggest ovations we've heard in sports history. I hope you're right. I think you're right. I've gone back and thought a little bit about other situations that are similar, although I don't know if it gets bigger than this. And maybe this is just us being American NFL crazy people. But some examples that are kind of similar are LeBron James returning to Cleveland after he left, you know, the decision going to Miami, so dramatic. He got booed coming back to Cavaliers. But not only that, they made it a whole thing. The mascot wore a bulletproof vest. Uh, you know, the, the GM and the owner were shown on the big screen walking to their seat. So I think it kind of depends on the way the team handles it, right? The way they kind of play it up. I don't think the Patriots are going to have that much fun with it. Brett Favre, I remember this one, returning to Lambeau as a Viking. He was greeted with booze at the then largest crowd to ever be at Lambeau Field. Vikings won. He threw four touchdowns. He was fantastic. That was 2009. Bryce Harper coming home to Washington. He was greeted with booze. But then here's one, Giannis, that I was like, okay, maybe there's hope. And maybe this will happen to Brady. 
Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Man United. It was a huge spectacle. In fact, they even changed the way they announced the visiting team. They made his name last. They said, you know, the great, one of our favorites, blah, blah, blah. Huge standing ovation, roaring applause. So maybe you're right. Do you think Brady will get something like that? Uh, I think Belichick doesn't want to give Brady any extra motivation. So I wouldn't be surprised to see yeah. some type of like you said, changing the intro, giving him something special on the big screen. I mean, the difference between uh, Favre and all these examples that you gave returning home is six, six rings. <sighs> so yeah. New England is very appreciative of the great Tommy Terrific. I think it's going to be a big ovation, just like Eli Manning got uh, that. You know, I was crying. I cried. I cried. Oh, yeah. I cried when he came out. And he got that. And they retired his number. The great Eli, the only quarterback to take town. I like to call him Eli Manning or uh, Tom Brady kryptonite is what I like to call him. OK. <laughs> also, I think the difference with Brett Favre is Brett chose to leave. The Packers wanted to get him as far away from the NFC as possible. They gave him to the Jets and then he comes back to the Vikings in the division. That was just brutal. But with Brady and the Patriots, you cannot forget it was a mutual split. The Patriots didn't want to give him that long of an extension. There had been some uh, animosity between Belichick and Brady. I know there's so much respect, but with, you know, Spygate, Brady had their back. And with the Flategate, they didn't really have Brady's back. And there was some growing stuff there. In fact, he kind of turned away from Patriots way and being Patriots first. He really started branding himself later in his time in New England with TB12 and TB12 method. And I don't know. So I think for Patriots fans to think that Tom just left him, that is, that is uh, ignorant because it was a mutual split. And Tom is having the sweetest revenge of all, continuing to play, having more fun, getting more of a tan. I think he has a last laugh. Yeah. And winning another, winning another ring. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this disrespect goes a little farther, you know, with Jimmy G. Like, you know, you could obviously Belichick wanted Jimmy G to be the guy. Then Brady kind of pushed him out. And yeah, I mean, Brady would have continued playing if mm -hmm. if uh, I think Belichick didn't want to rebuild. So I think he's getting a warm welcome. Yeah. Well, coming up, we're going to ask someone who knows way more than we do on the topic. It's former Patriots running back and Super Bowl champ Shane Vereen. He's going to join us. He'll tell us what's really going through Tom and coaches minds. I'm very curious. He won a Super Bowl with them. He knows all about the Patriot way. Plus, we'll talk about it from a betting angle at the end of the show with our good friend, Petey Picks, Peter Andrew. And wait until you hear what Giannis has to unleash on this week. This is my favorite segment of the show. We'll get to that in just a second. Now, hopefully you won some money. Last weekend, a lot of interesting storylines in the NFL. But if you didn't, and if you got screwed by, let's say, a 66-yard field goal... You might be our Bad Beat of the Week. Bad Beat of the Week. And the winner of Bad Beat of the Week, and I guess that is loser, is at Husker Dale. I already feel bad for Husker Dale. He's a Nebraska fan. It's going to be a long season, my man. But this was pretty brutal. This is really a bad beat. He had a 10-team parlay this past weekend in college football, and yikes, what a weird twist. Buffalo was a 13 and a half point favorite against Old Dominion. And they were up 35-7 at halftime. Well, get this. They were shut out in the second half. Now, they still beat Old Dominion, but just by one point. So that 
of all 10 results is what he lost on. Husker Dale, you deserve this one. Enjoy your $100 credit to BetMGM. Oh, man. Okay. So speaking of bad beats, this week's punishment picks, I am officially the New York Jets. I'm 0-3. And I'm going to have to read the outro of the show again. Giannis writes it. I don't get to preview it until I read it live. You know, I just blush like crazy. I dread this. And my ego has taken such a beating. I just, I should be better. I should be doing better. And I think each week they get a little worse, TBH. But uh, that's at the end of the show. Okay. It's time for us to sound off on who and what deserves it most in Unleashed. It's time to Unleash. Yeah, time to unleash. Olivia, let me tell you something right now. This has been bothering me for a long time, and I just have to give my personal opinion on this. We saw this Sunday, okay, a few games end in what I like to call anticlimactic fashion. I've had enough of these converted soccer players coming in and winning or losing games on their foot Okay, after they've been sitting on the sidelines, just watching, who knows, scrolling on Instagram, whatever they do over there, then they come in and decide the fate of these men who have sacrificed their bodies and their their lives and their health and their will to try to win this. Some five foot eight squeak comes on the field and wins it. And now we're seeing 66 yard field goals. I mean, what's the point? If you can score from your own side of the field, uh, I mean, what's next? 80 yard field goals. We got to do something. If you're going to get closer, they got to pull it in a little closer. They got to pull the field goal post in. It's got to be tighter. We got to make it a little bit harder for them to win because their connection, their connection rate is getting to like 80, 90%. It's like a short thing. Like I knew Mm -hmm. when the Packers had that chance, I knew they were going to win 51 yards. That's nothing these days. I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. Maybe we do something like if the field goal kicker misses, the guys on their team get to, uh, he's got to go through one of those where he goes through all their legs and they spank his butt or we tie him to a field goal post (laughs) or something. There has to be some punishment, something more for a field goal kicker if he loses the game for his team after they fought that hard. I've had enough of field goals. Get rid of them. I can't believe you say that's an anticlimactic way to win a game. I think that's the most dramatic a game ender can be. It's the most dramatic part is the drive by the quarterback. And then this guy strolls out onto the field. No, because they're just trying to get to the little graphic on TV of the field goal target line. And once they're there, it relies on the foot of the kicker. I agree. I don't like a game where the kicker is the leading scorer on his team. But I love a game that comes down to a kick. It's so exciting. How can you say it's not? I'm done with kickers. No more points uh, after scores. I mean, what's the point of that? What are they, like 98% from there? I mean, the point after score should be from the 50-yard line from now on. Give it, Make it a little more exciting. Okay, well, I also want to unleash about something in the NFL. And it's rookie quarterbacks. This year, Giannis, we were talking about that this summer of all the great quarterbacks coming into this year's draft. Now they're rookies. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. It was the talk of the summer. Well, they've struggled so far this season. In fact, they're one in 10 against the spread with the only win being Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. And I think that says more about the Patriots than Mac Jones, to be honest. But in his first start, Justin Fields and the Bears offense managed only 47 yards on Sunday, not exactly lighting the field on fire. 
But you know who else struggled their rookie season at quarterback? A couple guys you might have heard of. Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. He set a rookie interception record, by the way. Troy Aikman all went on to win Super Bowls. Most of the greats really got the luxury of waiting at least a year, usually behind another great quarterback. And sitting rookies used to be the norm because the pay structure was so wacky. Rookie quarterbacks were paid ridiculously high. Now the NFLPA limits rookie pay, but that doesn't mean they're not an investment. So you look at Rodgers sitting three years behind Favre, Brady behind Bledsoe, Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. I mean, there's just so much to look at there. And that used to be the norm. So all I'm saying is the NFL is such a different game than college. It is so hard for these rookie quarterbacks. They have the weight of the world on their shoulders. I just can't even imagine that feeling. No one is that good when they start anything, especially in their professional industry. And you know, Giannis, this kind of got me thinking. How are you and I when we started? <laughs> so I, I went back, I hit the YouTube up and I searched my co-host Giannis Papas and I found a couple clips of yours that look very retro. Um, you look very svelte. You are in a mock turtleneck. Do you know what clip I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the one where uh, I look like I'm dressed like Arsenio Hall from the Arsenio Hall show. I'm wearing a mock neck. <laughs> I'm not saying you were bad or anything, but you seemed a little nervous. Let's play the tape. He's Greek. He's from Brooklyn. His name is Yannis Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, just, uh, I just moved back from, from D.C. And, um, yeah, all right. Represent. And, uh, I mean... What you just watched, what happened was I was so nervous. I was so nervous when I got to stage. I couldn't feel my arms. I was having a panic attack and I couldn't (laughs) remember my act. It was my first five minutes I ever wrote. So I just kept repeating thank you because I couldn't remember any jokes until I heard that first laugh and then it all came back. And then, yeah, it looks like I did okay, but that's because the crowd was filled with all friends and family. So it was completely rigged. That just looks so nerve wracking. Oh, yeah. I went on to bomb and I was a horrible comedian for the first couple of years I did it. I mean, I was absolutely atrocious. Wow. I love your Unleashed this week. I agree with it 100%, especially in a game like football, which requires so much maturity, learning the plays, you know, getting a chance for the game to slow down. I agree with you, Olivia. But, you know, just to make the point further, we, you know, we're always even. Yeah. You find my clip. Guess what? I found yours and this gave me endless <laughs> joy. Let's look at a teenage Ooh. OHD reporting live outside of some cupcake shop. <laughs> I know what one this is. Oh no. What sweeter way to start off your morning than with a cupcake? Hello, this is Olivia Harlan with 435 South and I'm at the grand opening of Gigi's Cupcakes on 135th Street. We've got Mix 93.3, a line out the door, and prizes every half hour. Let's head inside and talk to the owner, Sandy Fuller, to see what she's got cooking up today. Olivia, I have a question to ask you. Uh, Okay. First of all, were you always 40 years old? 
I mean, your aura <laughs> during that interview, I couldn't believe you were 15 years old. I mean, I yeah. thought I was watching a 40 year old woman talk about cupcakes. Also, did you need to go to the bathroom? I mean, why were your legs crossed? See, people are going to have to watch this to know what we're talking about. But no, I was just um, a pageant robot at this stage in my career. Yeah, 15 years old. It was my first thing ever on camera. And I showed my husband because I knew this was coming up. And he said, is that your real voice? Like, is that what you really talk like? And I just looked at him for a long time like, what? We've, we've known each other five years, been married three, and you think I have this hidden voice that I only reserve for cupcake openings? Like, what are you talking about? But no, I uh, I worked a lot on my voice. And then, you know, I'm, I'm what, 13 years older now. So I, I definitely have matured. But yeah, watching that back, my first on-camera ever. Uh, by the way, I thought at the time I killed it. And it's just so funny watching it. One part that we laughed at is I say, there's a line out the door and there's no one there. Fake news. <laughs> I just, oh, it is cringy. But look, all I'm saying, and thank you for bringing that up. I'm thoroughly embarrassed. <laughs> is that people evolve. They get better. And, you know, Giannis, I really think you were always good at comedy. That first sketch was not bad at all. But these rookie quarterbacks are going to get better. We can't judge them based on a few starts. Not everyone is going to be like Justin Herbert and be great right off the bat. It doesn't happen overnight. And here's the other thing. If fans are demanding they play these rookie quarterbacks because they want to watch a good show, you know, they want to they want to talk about something. They want to buy a new jersey. Forget it. You're just hurting them. They're not going to be good right off the bat. It is so rare and truly most of them are not ready. Wow. Olivia, I got to say that was really good. I actually agree with that unleashed. You know, knowing you, I thought you were going to unleash on Biden's sloppy withdrawal from Afghanistan, but that was a good one. <laughs> God. Uh, let's get to talking more football, shall we? Let's bring in our guest, Shane Vereen. Former NFL running back with the New York Giants and the New England Patriots, where he became a Super Bowl champ with his 11 catch performance against the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl 49. I always have to look up the Roman numerals in Google, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> to know that that's 49. Shane Vereen is here. Shane, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? We're good. Does that intro ever get old when you hear Super Bowl <laughs> champ? Like what comes to mind? Does a play come to mind? A moment? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really get old because a lot of the times, you know, uh, I don't really think about it until somebody says it, you know, if anything comes to mind, it's just surrounding that game. It's, it's just the feeling afterwards, you know, it's one of the best feelings in the world. You know, it's like, I was trying to compare it to something else, but like when you, when you set a goal for yourself and then you reach that goal, sometimes it's not as fulfilling as you would expect it to be, but like it fulfilled every nook and cranny that you could think of winning the Super Bowl and just the feeling being able to share it with my family and everything like that. So that's the first thing that comes to mind is just how just how fulfilled and just how accomplished it felt to to be able to win that game. All right. If you were to put them in order, getting married, having a kid, winning a Super Bowl, what comes first? It's a trap, Shane. Don't answer. It's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, I don't know what, how you're going to do this. If, <laughs> All right. Um, I would say having a baby, Super Bowl, getting married. Aww. Yeah. Super Bowl third. 
the only reason being married, getting married would be last is I would, whether I'm married or not, I would still be with my wife or my fiance, like whoever I was with. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. but having the baby is life changing and the Super Bowl was, was pretty awesome. I agree. Wow. You know, after you win a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup or, you know, any performance, you get like a victory lap for a year. You do all kinds of <laughs> yeah. cool things. You get to meet all kinds of cool people, go on all these shows. What was the coolest moment or person you met? Uh, okay. This is, this is actually kind of funny. So uh, the parade was absolutely phenomenal. I had a great time, mm-hmm. but I, I'm from, I'm from like just outside of Los Angeles. So I would always go back to that area to work out and train during the off season. And, you know, but I take like a month off before I get back into it. And me and a couple of buddies, we were at this, um, this party or this club in LA and T-Pain was performing. Wow. And after he was done, a couple of us went over and like introduced ourselves and met him and stuff. And lo and behold, me and my, me, me, and it was with Garrett Blunt. Uh, we had a dance battle against T-Pain and his boy that was there <laughs> and they smoked us. It was like, it wasn't even close. And <laughs> I'll never forget. Is there video like, proof of like, this? <laughs> there's no, no, thank God. Thank God. It was embarrassing. Cause I feel like I'm, I feel like I can hold my own on the dance floor, but they were pop blocking and doing like all types of athletic and, and flexible moves that I, I don't have in my repertoire. And, uh, that was, that was one of the, well, that was a very, very funny moment. And it was, uh, it was cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can't believe I just remembered that, but yeah, out of the blue. <laughs> Yeah. Shane, let me ask you a question. That Super Bowl game, just to go back for a second again, unbelievable game. Definitely, in my opinion, MVP of that game. Do you think the NFL should have two awards, one for uh, quarterback and one for another player? I can't remember the last time a quarterback didn't win Super Bowl MVP or MVP of the season. It's getting ridiculous. There's defensive player of the year, but shouldn't another player get some love and some recognition? That was your game. You need another trophy. <laughs> you know, r- running backs never get their just due. You know, ever, ever since ever yeah. since the NFL turned into a passing first league, running backs yep. have just been kind of pushed to the side, both in contracts and in notoriety, in my opinion. We got to fight back. I need to start a running back coalition and uh, we need to we need to start standing up, start picketing outside of games. But yeah, no, it's look. I, that would have been cool, but that wasn't that wasn't the goal of the game for me. Getting the win is all I really cared about. Uh, whether I had one like one touch or fifty touches, I didn't. It didn't matter. I just wanted to win the game more than anything. So all that other stuff, you know, it happens. And if you're lucky enough to be selected for the MVP, then cool. But eh, it's okay. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> Very humble answer. Almost as humble as when you lost the dance competition. That's pretty good. Now, we always hear about the Patriot way. And obviously Tom Brady kind of threw a wrench in that when he started promoting TB12 and the TB method, all that. But when you were with the Patriots, what's an example of a daily thing that encompasses the Patriot way? Because we always just hear it. Give us an example. Um, You know, it sounds simple, but every every player on the team, all 64 guys showing up at 8 a.m. on time or early. Yeah. Wow. Showing up to treatments because our first team meeting would be at eight. So treatments would start at seven. So every like showing up to treatments on time, like you get there at 715, the treatment room is like the training room is full, is packed. Like everybody's working on something. You know, there's a term like no days off. 
but I don't look at it as like, you have to like be locked in and working your butt off every single day, but like you're on time, you're, you're, you're being responsible, you're taking care of yourself and you're doing the things that you have to do to kind of, to put the team in the best position. And I think everybody understood their role. I think everybody understood what they had to do personally to get to the, to the peak of their performance. And everybody was working to do that collectively. And it sounds simple because you would think that every single team should be doing that and they should, but it's, but it doesn't really happen like that. So when I hear Patriot way, I I hear everybody doing what they need to do to get themselves to play at their highest level for the, for the team, not for themselves. Here's a quick question. I'm a huge Giant fan. Obviously, you played for the Giants as well. Did they treat you like a, a spy, a mole? <laughs> Did the Patriots treat you like a spy, a mole? I mean, obviously, Super yeah. Bowl rivals. How does a how does a coach what is what does like Belichick do knowing that you know all his plays? And a, when a trade when a player gets traded, what do they do? How do they adapt for? Someone who knows all that inside information and now is on a rival team. They change them. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's every year is a different year in a sense, right? Every year the team has like different, different pieces to the puzzle, if you will. So the puzzle fits differently. Might be the same picture, but the pieces fit differently than they did the year before. That was a great analogy. I just thought of that. But I think, I think, I think playing against (laughs) New England for the, this is my first year in, in New York. I knew the personnel but I didn't know exactly how they were going to play me specifically, or we had Odell at the time. I didn't know the coverages they were going to use. I didn't know if they were going to try and heat up the pocket with blitz or just sit back and, and try and keep everyone covered because their strategy offensively and defensively changes week to week. So I just, I prepared myself for the personnel that I knew kind of playing for four years against those guys. And a lot of them were still there on defense so I knew the personnel and I knew that like, okay, I knew like there's certain coverages would look like if I was running a route, I would know immediately what zone would be or where this player would be. So I knew the defense probably better than most guys on, on my team. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you still got to, you still got to play to it and you still got to win and you still got to exploit them in, in the weak areas. And that year we, we did it and, and we, we came up short, uh, that first one, but it was a close game. It came down to a final drive. So we always played them tough when I was in New York. You know, we had Steven Jackson on the podcast a couple weeks ago and Giannis asked him what I thought was a very funny question. He asked him if he ever saw Bill Belichick unplug himself, that he's just such a robot. And Steven surprised us. He said that he's actually more fun than we would think. Do you agree? Absolutely. Away from the media He's a completely different person. He just despises media. He despises storylines. He despises like billboard clippings that teams can use for extra motivation. So, yeah, I mean, that's why he's very straight and to the point. But when it comes to like coaching and teaching his team the game in those first two years, I learned more about football in in those two years than, than I've ever learned in my entire life. He's very descriptive, very detailed, tells you the why. Wow. And he's got the driest sense of humor and it's hilarious. So he definitely has much more of a personality. You can tell he's always locked in or always thinking about stuff. But if you went up and talked to him just about anything random, that, that wouldn't be an issue either. You know, he's good personality and I, I've enjoyed every year. He seems like too intimidating to do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
I mean, once you, once you, I mean, yeah, at first, but you know, after the first year goes by and yeah, you start to feel that he's starting to gain trust in you as a player and he starts, you know, crediting you for like hard work and stuff, you start to loosen up and he starts to kind of, you got start to see more of his personality, I guess. And I enjoyed every year that every moment I got to, to be coached by Coach Belichick. That's awesome. Speaking of the headlines and the storylines that <laughs> sports journalists create, the big one coming yeah. up this week, obviously, Tommy Terrific versus Belichick. Is that a real storyline? I mean, do you think they're thinking about it? Do you think this is yeah. personal? Yeah. Yes. Yes to everything. <laughs> they, regardless of what they say in the media, regardless, <laughs> I guarantee you both of them want to win this game. They're the biggest competitors that are going to be out there, Belichick and Brady. They're they're going to put more time into this game. They care. You know, they're going to say it's just another game and we have to get back on track as the Patriots for one and two. We we got to find our identity and, and all this stuff, but they they care. This game means just a little bit more. And this should like it, it should. The games that meant a little bit more to me, you know, I the, the, my practice was just a little bit different that week. And my focus and my attention to detail was a mm-hmm. little bit different that week. And when I strapped them up on Sundays, you know, there, there's an extra pep in my step and it should be like that. You got to get, you get up for the big games and that's what makes football so special. You only get 17 now, but 16 when I was playing. So, you know, whenever you have that extra motivation, you make it count. What do you think they're saying internally? When <laughs> I'm going to show them, you know, all that, all that, per, all that personal stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, as, as stoic as coach Belichick is, you know, if he didn't have that personal motivation, the, the take little slights personal, he wouldn't be as great of a coach as he is. And same with Tom Brady, that mm-hmm. chip on his shoulder from getting drafted in the sixth round is still there and it's not going anywhere. That's what makes him so great. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be, you know, and I think they're going to be cordial and they're going to shake hands and everything's going to be good because there's a ton of respect between both of them, a ton of respect. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to watch the back and forth. And I'm going to be looking for like the small details and, and, and the ways that they're going to try and combat, uh, combat, you know, the game plan and combat each other. But I'm really looking forward to it. Like what? Like, what will you be looking for? Do you think there'll be more blitz packages in for Tom or what? Definitely. Yeah. I think they're going to try and heat him up. <laughs> I think I definitely <laughs> think they're going to try and get to him yeah. and affect him. And then I also <laughs> think that the Patriots are going to need to steal a couple possessions, whether that's a couple going forward on fourth down, maybe mm-hmm. a, a surprise play call, but they're going to need to steal possessions. And they're going to need to keep the ball in the Patriots. They don't want the the Bucks to have the time of possession advantage. They want to keep the ball out of 12's hands as, as much as possible. So it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be good, but I definitely expect him to heat it up. Obviously that's one of the biggest sports fan arguments, Tom or, or Belichick, who was it? Since you are the ultimate insider, if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one and oh, only one, is it Belichick system or Tommy terrific's leadership? Okay. His okay, but that's oh, that's impossible. Um, that's the toughest question Giannis has ever yeah. asked. Um, <laughs> first of all, let me go on the record by saying it took both. Come on, they, Shane. one wouldn't be who they are without the other. Yeah. <sighs> also, 11 catches from you didn't hurt. I'm just putting that in there. Uh, oh, god, 
I'm going to go with Tom. I'm going with Tom because he won one because he won one yeah. when he left. Wow. He, he won one when he left. Yes. But I stand firm. I stand firm in my stance that they wouldn't be who they are without each other, regardless of their relationship was up, down, rocky. They wouldn't be as successful as they are without each other. You could win Miss America with that answer. That was pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> Mr. America. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. America. <laughs> what does rattle Tom Brady? Does anything? Uh, I, I mean like. Eli Manning. <laughs> like on the, like on the field. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, th- I think if, if he's not feeling comfortable in the pocket, it changes, changes a little bit who he is. If he's not able to step into throws, got people by his feet, if he's getting hit, those are things that, that kind of make him uneasy. If receivers are running the wrong routes or dropping passes, he's going to get in their ass. Like he, like he got in mind multiple times, you know, it's more, it's more of, you know, the, the, the easy, the simple mistakes, the, the little mistakes that really, you know, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to get to five yards. Why are you turning at three yards? Like that bothers him, you know? Everybody needs to be on the same page because he, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how, that's how he operates. Yeah. So. But everyone's better for it. Well, just as we wrap this up before we get to our game, which is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and I think you're going to do well at who's your prediction. Who's winning this game Sunday night? Um, I think Tampa, I, I just haven't seen it from new England yet this year. Yeah. And the energy is going to be high. And I think Tom is going to thrive in that. Mm-hmm. I, I just need to see more from New England. I know I think New England's going to play their best game of the season so far. Um, whether they whether they win or lose, I th- I I think I think Tampa's going to win. But I do think that New England's going to have the best product that they've shown throughout this season so far. Come Sunday. Okay. Nice. I like that. It's going to be a great game. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, Shane. Now for our game. This is called Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Shane, the New England Patriots have won six Super Bowls. Many of their players have won multiple rings. So we thought we'd turn this into a game and have you guess at who has more rings. One of the Patriots or a celebrity who's been engaged multiple times. So here we go. Who has more rings, Jennifer Lopez or Adam Vinatieri? Do you know? Jennifer Lopez. Adam Vinatieri has three. So I'm assuming Jennifer Lopez has more than that. Right? She's got to. You got it. He has four, actually. Oh, he has four? Mm-hmm. Oh. Which one am I th- which one am I missing? Oh, did he win one with um Indy. In 2007, he won with Indy. Oh, that's okay. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. J Lo. Yeah, J Lo wins five to four. She's been engaged five times. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's six, if you can count Ben Affleck twice coming up soon. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You got to count. Okay. Who has more ring, Shane? Kim Kardashian or Rob Gronkowski? Gronk. Yes. Gronk's got quite a bit. Just yeah. by one. Yeah. He has four rings. Kim has been engaged and married three times. Okay. You're doing well. <laughs> All right. Who has more rings? Paris Hilton or... Julian Edelman. Once Paris Hilton left that show with Nicole Richie, I kind of lost track of her personally. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Julian, 
Jules? Julian, I guess. Julian's got three. Ooh. Mm. Paris Hilton. I was going to say, you only have two options. Yeah. I'm shaking my head vigorously. <laughs> you, you nailed it. Paris Hilton wins. She's been engaged four times. To who? Julian won three, like you said. I don't know. It's always like a DJ or someone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's she true. was once engaged to someone also named Paris. He was a Greek shipping heir. I remember that one. Right. Oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Royals. Giannis, can you imagine being engaged to someone named Giannis? Well, yeah. I mean, there is a feminine <laughs> version of the name in Greek. It would be is there? Ioana. So, yeah, actually, okay. my daughter Gianna is the feminine of my name. So it's possible. Uh, is, there an, okay. is there a masculine <laughs> Olivia? Oliver? Uh, you could be, you could be married to Oliver. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Oliver and Olivia. Shane, you could be engaged to a Shania. <laughs> Shanae-nae? <laughs> Shanae-nae? <laughs> Let's do one male version since we did all, only females. How about Brad Pitt also against Julian Edelman? Mm, that's a good one. That's a really good one. For a time he's been engaged. I'm thinking, I can only think for Brad, Brad Pitt, I think of Jennifer Aniston and... I think for name Angelina Jolie. So I will go Julian. There have been more. Brad Pitt has been engaged four times. Julian's won three. Brad wins. Jesus. Brad, you little slut. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Brad has four? Make a decision, Brad. Damn. I know. I did four. I didn't know it was four. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you did good, though. You did very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Shane, you are a good sport. You are. You need to brush up on your celebrity knowledge a little bit, but you know your Patriots. You know yeah. your Tom Brady, yeah. and you gave us some great insight. We really appreciate you coming on. We hope you had as much fun as we did. I had a great time, guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Just let me know. Thank you. Enjoy the game Sunday night. It's always good to have a should-be Super Bowl MVP on the show. Thank you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's that's going to read on my tombstone. Should have been. Should have been MVP. Wow, that was a lot of fun with Shane Vereen. What a fun episode. He really, you're right. He does have to brush up on his uh, celebrity (laughs) engagement news. I mean, I didn't know till we read them, really. I thought Brad Pitt was a little bit more monogamous, but let's put that in the past and let's look towards the future with my partner who I pay under the table (laughs) to help me beat Olivia every single week. Welcome, GM betting expert, Peter Andrew. How you doing, Petey? I've been better. Olivia knows this. I had a rough Sunday while she had a fantastic Sunday night. My Niners disappointed me, hence my voice uh, almost completely lost. But hey, that's that's sports for you. Before we look forward, I mean, we got a it was a disappointing weekend for a lot of people. Me as a Giants fan, you as a Niners fan. But the boxing world got turned upside down with Anthony Joshua being upset. I mean, is what does that mean for the fight with the Gypsy King. I mean, what is going on? I mean, is there only one fight now in the heavyweight division? And we know the Gypsy King's going to win that. Yeah. Uh, you know, AJ heavy favorite, but Usyk was 
a really good boxer. I think he's 19 and 0 now, 13 KOs. It shouldn't come to uh, as, as a huge surprise that it was a good fight. He had cleaner hits, heavier hits. I don't know what happens with AJ now next, but he's on a steep decline. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. I don't think he has any kind of chance of beating a guy like Fury. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. The boxing world certainly got shaken up a little bit this weekend. And uh, did you watch the UFC this weekend at all? There was uh, I know that that was a, uh, as far as the betting lines, that was, he was a slight favorite, but it, it, uh, let's throw the betting lines out and just talk about how amazing a fight that was in the main event at the UFC. Yeah. I think overall, this was a really good card. It probably wasn't on paper, the sexiest card with the McGregor's of the world, but I think you had really good fights across the board. So can't ask for more for, for a combat sports weekend. Oh man, it was incredible. All right, let's move on. Let's move forward. This is my favorite part of the show. Yeah, apparently it is your favorite part of the show. And I don't think you're just paying Peter. I think you're (laughs) paying NFL officials also to help you out here. So yeah, it is our punishment picks and you have won the last three weeks. I have no idea how, you know, I went to journalism school. I've grown up around sports. I like to think I know what I'm talking about. And now you're putting all of that tuition money and intern experience and years grinding my teeth on the sidelines to nothing right now because I've lost. I'm 0 for 3. Giannis, how are you doing it? You got Chargers at Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. That was the one I lost this week. Hey, luck of the Irish. You know, that's the great thing about uh, throwing a little scratch on any game. Anyone can win. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be an esteemed sports journalist with a pedigree. All you got to be is an overweight Greek kid who's past his prime, who's a B-level comedian, and you can beat the great OHD every (laughs) single week. Yes! I mean, this is why I have a job, right? This is uh, Seriously. sports betting 101. Uh, it's even when you think you got it nailed. This is me personally. You think you got the weekend nailed and boy, it, it, it can get ugly. Yikes. Well, let's start with that game. Chargers at Chiefs. That was a good one. The Chiefs just seemed to step all over their own feet at a middle school dance. I had not seen them look like that. I hadn't seen Patrick Mahomes face look like that during a game. He looked just upset, disgruntled, whatever you want to say. Peter, what did you see in that game? Yeah, first off, last place Chiefs. I think that's what they are now. <sighs> haven't heard that since probably pre-Alex Smith, yeah. which is probably five, six years ago. You're right, but I also want to give credit where it's due. And I think this Chargers team is legit. Justin Herbert, and I was listening to someone overblow it on the radio this weekend, but Justin Herbert is a legitimate potential superstar in this league. Mm-hmm. I think he's just got poise. You know, I'm going to compare him to a Brady and Mahomes. He may mm-hmm. not have everything those guys have, but he's got that same kind of poise. He's super calculated. You see him going through his progressions. He's going to be an incredible quarterback for, for the next 10 years or so. So it certainly is on the Chiefs a little bit. Probably a lackluster last couple of games. But but the Chargers are no joke, and they are a legitimate playoff contender this year. I was looking at Justin Herbert's MVP odds before week three. He was plus 4,000. Now he's plus 1,100 after that Chiefs whooping. So people are really liking Herbert. What else are we seeing with MVP odds? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has kind of dropped out. Matt Stafford has jumped up. Josh Allen has jumped up. What do you like right now as we're three weeks in looking at MVP? Yeah, so it's probably the quarterback matchup we had on Sunday, Brady versus Stafford. I think if either of those guys do what they've done in the last couple of weeks, granted, I know Brady had a little bit of a tougher game this weekend. Those guys to me just 
jump out. Brady with Mike Evans, uh, Godwin, Gronk, if he stays healthy. Yeah. And then you have Stafford with Woods, Cooper Cup, who looks like the best wide receiver in the league right now. Yeah. There's just so many weapons. Those guys, it, it's really, really difficult not to produce on offense when you have three to five different weapons like that. And they haven't even gone to a lot of their guys. They're, the running game in, in Tampa is not fantastic yet. And then Henderson in, in LA, same thing. So I think there's a lot to look forward to for both those guys. I got a double question here. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a double burger. My first question is the Rams. They look like there's no better way to describe it than they look like they mean business. <laughs> they're hitting hard. They're playing incredible. Do you think they keep this level of play up? Is this uh, just they're rejuvenated with Stafford? I mean, he looks, he looks like the best quarterback in the league. My second question is the Packers. They look like they figured it out. Do they keep this level of play up or is it just Aaron Rodgers doing magical things? So first point, 100% with Stafford and the Rams. I think they are probably the favorite in the NFC right now. They're going to have a couple tough tasks, but this was a good one this weekend against the Bucks. Just again, weapons and then arguably the best cornerback in the league in Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side. Obviously, you have a, a wide variety of things that just that are going really well for them. They are to me, the clear NFC favorite. When we get to the Packers, I could probably go both ways with this. One, they were playing a JV defense in the Niners, uh, especially the cornerbacks and safeties. I mean, just... They're dropping like flies. <laughs> it sounds like you're taking it a little personal, Peter. Yeah, you're taking... You, 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 don't let your emotions show here. Just a little bit. But when Aaron Rodgers does that and Devontae Adams is just ripping apart zone defenses... It's, it's hard to stop them. I mean, if you would have told me 35 seconds left, no touchdowns left, they burned all three touchdowns, and you had to have Rodgers go at least 50 to 60 yards and win the game, I would take that 10 times out of 10. That shows how good he is. And for anybody that was questioning how much he cares about this team, I mean, you saw his reactions on yeah. the sideline. So it's, it's a little bit of both. I want to see them do something against a real defense, but at the same time, if Rodgers is playing like that and he's connecting with Adams like that, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Hey, next time you're playing your JV defense, can you not like come for the life of Devonte Adams and they zoom in very close on his lifeless face? Yeah. That was that was troubling. Can you not do that next time, Peter? First to admit, hands up. Golly. That was a dirty, dirty hit. Yeah. And and we said it, you know, we were sitting kind of in the back of the end zone where that was happening. So maybe 20, 30 yards out from there. And everybody, Niners fans, Packers fans, all pretty much agreed that was a dirty hit. So. Uh, we'll we'll take that one and, okay. and hopefully see less of that next week. Yeah. Well, let's continue with the Packers as we get to our punishment picks. Peter, you have picked three games, and the first one is Steelers at Packers. Give us a little preview. Give us the lines, and then we'll make our pick. Punishment picks. Yeah. So uh, Green Bay seven point favorite. Uh, obviously, they we saw what they can do last week. Really impressive win. They're home this weekend against a very questionable Pittsburgh Steelers team that we've seen probably on both sides, really impressive against the Bills. And then we've seen against some lackluster performances. So this is a tricky one, seven points. What are you guys taking? Okay, let's go. Uh, let's go beauty before age. So I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we got two quarterbacks here. One who may, I, I thought was going to maybe have a Custer's last stand, but it looks like he needs to be put in, uh, he should be, have a motor scooter, I think. So, and the other one, um, I, yes, it looks like his competitiveness is still there. 
but he also looks like he did ayahuasca in Mexico this summer. The guy's chill. <laughs> He's talking about how can you not be romantic about football? I love that line. I'm going to go with the open-minded ayahuasca. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers on this one. No big surprise. Yeah, me too. We're going to agree on this one. Ben Roethlisberger looks horrible. The whole team looks horrible. They look lost. I love Mike Tomlin, but this is not his year. This is not his team. I like the Packers and I like seven. Yeah, I think all three of us agree there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next one. This is an interesting one. I probably wouldn't have said this a couple weeks ago. Ravens, one and a half point dog against the Denver Broncos. Denver at home. So minus one and a half point favorite. Denver coming off a really impressive win against a not really impressive team, but they are three and L and that division looks to be legit. Uh, what do you guys like here? I'm laying the points with the home favorite. Denver looks great. Three and O Bridgewater, I think has so much to prove. He's one of those journeyman quarterbacks. I, their fan base, if you've ever been to a home game there at mile high, it's incredible. It kind of shakes you to your core. In fact, one time I watched a Packers game there. On, I think the second to top row, and it was about the scariest situation I've been in vertically in my life. Uh, that place is rocking. I like them at home. And the Ravens got very lucky to win last week. They are hard to figure out. As much as I love a 66-yard field goal set in history, I don't think that happens in Denver. I'm taking the Broncos. Okay, here we go. Our first disagreement because, look... If you got a guy who can kick 66 yards, I mean, you know, if the game comes down to the wire, might as well just have him kick it from the other end zone. I mean, I don't know if you heard my unleash this week, but I am going with the Ravens. They're going to have a great season and they're going to lose in the postseason like they always do. So I'm going with the Ravens. All right. Like it for what it's worth. I'm on Denver as well. Okay. Last one. uh, Mr. Brady's return to Foxborough. Tampa Bay, minus six and a half uh, point favorite on the road against New England Patriots. You taking Brady, you taking Belichick. I'm going with Shane Vereen here. I'm taking Brady and the Bucks. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be dramatic, but TB12 can handle it. And I think when you look schematically, the Bucks run defense is really good. Their pass defense, not so much. And the Patriots don't yet have the scheme and the quarterback and the weapons to air it out. I don't think they're going to give Mac Jones that long of a leash which could be the only way to beat the Buccaneers, as we saw with L.A. I think TB12 wins this one at his previous home. Yeah, you see, I I can find no holes in OHD's arguments. I mean, very sound. I mean, every point, very good. But I'm going with the psychological game on this one, okay? This is where the Yanni magic happens. Yeah, Brady and the Buccaneers, they they got rattled last week. They got rattled. And I think going in, Belichick has been, this is, this is like a Super Bowl game for Belichick. So he's getting all the spies out. He's been watching their practices. The balls are deflated or inflated, whatever Tom doesn't like. They're going to have less towels in their locker room. There's going to be a lot of psychological warfare. I'm going with the Patriots in an upset and vindication for Billy Belichick. And, you know, you said this a couple of weeks ago, you, you called it that the Chiefs might be rattled after their loss two weeks ago. And lo and behold, there it is. And you know why it is? I've no, listen, he's doing uh, Mahomes is doing commercials now. He's got, you know, you always go, hey, when a guy gets half a billion dollars, does he care anymore? It's that McGregor factor. I think finally we're going to see an unmotivated and we're seeing an unmotivated Mahomes. He may be partying a little bit. I mean, I don't know anybody in his circle, but. Don't don't be surprised if he comes up with a if he shows up at a strip club. 
with Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> no, and, Mahomes is so clean cut. His best friends are his his wife, his daughter, and his brother. Who I've got more issues with the brother, gotta be honest, than I do with Mahomes. He is cookie cutter. He's fine. But Giannis, I love your hot takes. I gotta tell you. And I hate when they are right, and I hate when you make me look so bad. Peter, thanks so much for joining us again. Don't forget, everyone, to go to BetMGM on Twitter on Monday to place your bad beat of the week. If you took advice or if you didn't take our advice and you get beat bad, go ahead and tweet at us and we'll give you $100 credit to BetMGM to try to soothe your heartache a bit. And don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find your podcasts. Giannis, that's the end, right? That's the end. Well, um... I know you wish it was the end, okay? But I don't want to end it yet. I've got a proposition for Olivia. Oh, okay. I want to do her own punishment pick, you and I. Uh-huh. When, when the Niners inevitably play the Packers in the playoffs, which they will because they do every year, hmm. loser has to wear the other team's jersey on the podcast. So when Niners upset them in the playoffs, you're wearing a Trey Lance jersey. And then if, uh, if the Packers happen to win that 5% chance, I'll wear whatever jersey you want. You know, I'll do that. I like Trey Lance. I'll do that. <laughs> I needed some skin in the game. I keep seeing Yanni win every week, and I was like, you know what? I need to just jump in on the fun, too. I love it. I love the way you disrespected Jimmy G there, just with the Trey Lance jersey. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, let's cut that part out. Yeah, no, keep it in. That's what, the, that's what the people like. Olivia, I know you wish this was the end, but I think, again, from what I understand, you're taking us out? Guess so. Guess so. I don't know why before week one I agreed to this game. I I know why I agreed to this game. I thought I was going to whoop you every week. This is this is getting rough, but here we go. Again, mom, I hope you have cut out. I hope you've run your errands and you're not driving in your car listening to this anymore. <laughs> Hi, my name is Olivia Harlandecker and I'm the Washington Generals of betting. I am here to let Yanni Globetrotter dunk all over my picks. I'm just here to lose three weeks in a row. Because of this, I think it's time for a new look to just switch up my luck. So I've decided to dye my hair pink, change my lipstick color to black next week. You will want to see that. I always wanted to be a goth girl, and I think it's time to just be the real me. Also, I really think it's time that Giannis Papas, the great genius that he is, who I'm honored to work with, apologized to me for this vicious three-peat, for his utter demolition of me, his obvious superiority. Now, I know women's brains are just so much smaller, but this is expected. And I think it's time Yanni apologizes to me and shows some chivalry. But I understand he would like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. The triple champ does. That was Conor McGregor voice, and it was clearly written in there. The triple champ (laughs) does what the F he wants. (laughs) See you next week. Where's my belt? Where's my belt? Give me my second belt. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. 
It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.